0: Slash the Paradise encourages viewers to watch these horror films before listening to our show. Danny and Lance will go through everything, including filmmaking, dialogue, characters, and even full scene breakdowns when we get excited. Enjoy the show! Hello! You've reached Horror Town Video. After hours. For store hours, please press 1. For the horror movie recommendation of the week, please press 2. For the slash word of the night, please press three. For all other rugmen, you've selected the slash word of the night. Tonight's slash word is Slicker. Lance. Yes, Danny. Look at this. I know. What I ate last summer. Oh yeah, Danny? Yeah. You, I know what I ate last summer. Eat? What'd you eat, Danny? Just,
1: just a lot of oh, oh. You know that would have actually come in handy, that uh fisherman's toothpick, because I ate a lot of chicken fried steak. Just a lot of southern good, good southern food.
0: Ooh, with a lot of sweet tea on the side.
1: <clears throat> yes. I get the best sweet tea in this house, Slants.
0: Do you make it yourself or?
1: No. Uh, (laughs) My wonderful wife does. And it's great.
0: Is it called the Alabama Hammer?
1: It should be. (laughs) It should be. It's so tasty.
0: It's so tasty. Here we are talking about food and drinks as always in Slasher's Paradise. I know what you did last summer i know what you did last summer wow it's almost like as if
1: i was doing a ghost face uh telling there huh what
0: if that's the last comparison i'm gonna make hmm.
1: Hmm. i guess we'll see definitely i not. guess we'll see
0: definitely not uh welcome everybody to Slash's paradise that's danny i'm lance we are covering i know what you did last summer danny what'd you do last summer
1: uh, what I did, though, overall, was uh, just have a lot of good times. Some good laughs, some good fun, some good brews, and some good buddies. Uh, you know what? We had a nice little 4th of July uh, thingy here. You didn't make it out, um, but that's okay. You were invited anyway, and you know that, and you know that, and you know that. Uh, but it was good. We had a thing, their cornhole, you know, got to play the cornhole. But, you know, where I live, it's kind of deserty. Uh, we're up in the mountains, but it's still the desert. E and yeah. uh, whatever the weather is going on, we are extra. If it's raining, we are more rain. Cold, we are more cold. Ah, and of course, cool. if it is hot, we are very, very hot. Yeah. So, uh, besides fighting an in an insane electric bill, which uh, we mm. uh, definitely do every summer, like everyone else in this uh, country, um, in this world. I uh, definitely had some good times. Uh, Oh, I also went to some baseball games. So, yeah, that's what I did last summer. Doyers?
0: Doyers. What did you do last summer? Uh, I killed a guy and I threw him in the ocean. So was he dead? I think so. I did see his eyes pop open before I left him in the water.
1: (laughs) Rule number one, if you're going to kill somebody and throw them in the water, (laughs) always make sure that they're dead.
0: Yeah, that'd probably be a great idea. Uh, well, <laughs> boy, uh, this movie, uh, we're going to get to our business in a second here. But I have mm-hmm. to say, I watched this movie for this episode and I realized how many times I watched it as a kid. And it was, I was, it was I, always I,
1: on. It was always I've been,
0: on. Well, I had the VHS. So it, was, it was an easy watch as a, mm-hmm. as a fan. And I've been excited to get to it. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, it doesn't quite hit like it used to. But we're going to get into that. We got some business to take care of. Uh, We have something here called the Pina Killada. That's where Danny gives a basic breakdown, a Danny version of the film. Uh, Danny, you want to go ahead and give us your Pina Killada for I Know What You Did Last Summer? I
1: Know What You Did Last Summer from the creator of Scream. (laughs) Pina Kelada by Danny Gonzalez. Here it goes. Four friends are planning the rest of their lives out, uh, seemingly at the end of their high school days. Uh, But when a tragedy strikes in the form of a drunken driving, tragic accident where they all four in a car kill someone, at least presumably on the road, uh, decide for themselves it's better not to wreck our future plans let us hide the body or at least dispose of it so we can get on with our lives was that the best choice was the person even dead what's gonna happen to them if the person wasn't dead and remembers the whole thing this is i know what you did last summer
0: all right thank you danny our basic yeah. breakdown for it uh the movie was re- released on October 17th, 1997. Uh mm. time. 1997. Ah, so after good. Scream. Interesting. Ah. Another Scream reference. The movie is written by Kevin Williamson. Burr, 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 burr. There it is. <sighs> yeah. The writer of Scream, who is coming yep. off the huge success from 1996. Here we go. Um, Here he goes. had actually... I'll, I'll get into his quick fact after this uh, the movie star oh uh, excuse me the budget was uh, 17 million dollars our gross box office was 125.3 million dollars it was it opened as the number one over the weekend beating out the devil's advocate <clears throat> which is considered a horror film when a very good one I think uh, yes
1: a very good one
0: movie stars Sarah Michelle Geller, Freddie Prince Jr Jennifer Love Hewitt Ryan Phillippe, Uh who well, apparently
1: uh, Lance didn't get the memo on three names.
0: <laughs> uh, honorable mentions on this one. Uh, and Hayes is in this and uh Bridget Wilson, who, as I was watching this, I realized like secretly showed up in like every movie I watched from like 1994 to like 1999, 2000 somewhere in there. She's in like every Billy Madison, Mortal Kombat. This movie, uh, God, there's more, there's more, there's more. I'm going to get to them. Uh, I got to figure them out. Um, oh, last action hero was the other one that I like, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, blonde girl crushes back in the day. Uh, so those are my honorable mentions for, uh, the, for the, the movie. Um, I, I, like I said, this is an easy watch, like an easy watch horror film, I guess. I think so. Uh, so the director didn't want much blood in this one. It's a slasher flick. Uh, oh, the couple facts that I, I need to mention right away. This is based on a book. This is based on Lois Duncan's. I know what you did last summer, which is more of a murder mystery uh, book. 1973 it was actually published. Um, <clears throat> she was not stoked about the slasher overlay on this one. Yeah, Um, Kevin Williamson had actually written this before Scream, had been trying to pitch it forever and didn't get anywhere with it until Scream broke out. Columbia Pictures went, hey Mr. Williamson, remember that script you sent us? We'll take a look at it again and they got the movie going. Um, The original trailer actually said, from the writers of Scream and they got sued immediately and had to take that away. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Uh because, oh, because it's
1: a yeah, it's a good company, I guess suppose.
0: Different studio.
1: Well, here, here here's my here's my thing about I know what you did last summer. I always th- I always thought that it kind of went the way of the it's a hard comparison, so bear with me. But as you had your Michaels and your Freddies and your Jason's and your established ones. Then some would come out that would be right on the cusp of being like, OK, we're we're part of the crew, too. I felt like maybe I know maybe I'm thinking like, I don't know, the burning or something like that, something that was like had a had a killer and an iconic looking or like they had like a boogeyman sort of like style. OK, so obviously you have scream mm-hmm. that came out with Ghostface and it like was, you know, it you know was amazing. Yeah. And uh when gangbusters, everybody loved it. So you have though, it's I'm going to really draw a, a, a an almost eerily identical line to Scream and this movie. I don't think anyone this is not anything that nobody has ever talked about. Okay. But as no. I'm watching it, I'm like, this movie is very much a step sibling of Scream. Uh right. there are similar tropes, of course. There's uh you know similar like casting and um but i will say what i always appreciated about i know what you did last summer is that it gave us a pretty good looking boogeyman a pretty good looking iconic looking slasher that we'll always remember uh you know we've seen a hook killer with candy men at this point mm. but we do um get the 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 slicker with with the, with the hat you know, with the fisherman's hat and then he's able to be, you know, hidden. He's able to hide his face. I always thought that that always looked really cool. And then I'm like, if you go for it though, if you go for it, like scream went, cause scream went for it. You saw gore, you saw yeah. guts, you saw blood, you saw it all. You saw, uh, uh, creative kills i'm like if that's what you sh- if that's what you do with i know what you did last summer so who g- i would say who gives a shit if it's a carbon copy i don't care because yeah. you're still going to give people a good time with an iconic killer who's going to do great thing uh great kills and it's like okay it's up the times but who cares people remember michael people remember freddie people remember jason leatherface Okay, just go for yeah. it. But I think, like you mentioned, because they didn't pull the trigger on some things like not wanting blood and shit like that, and being that kind of in, in between of like, is it a murder mystery or is it an actual slasher movie? Yeah. It kind of got hurt in that regard. So
0: yeah, I harshly and I, I feel like I'm gonna end up being more harsh in this movie than I really want to. Young Lance would be so pissed at me because I think <laughs> Lance would be young Lance would be like, This is a great movie, but you know, this is kind young of a Lance. movie of of our era you know what i mean i was like nine or ten when this came out so this is like our era of what was in the theater at the time but uh i harshly would call it like a diet scream you know what i mean it's like i mean coke zero is pretty good so i won't call it scream zero but it's it's diet scream you know what i mean like it's just it doesn't quite have the bite hold that on scream uh,
1: prior i need to yeah there it is i'm just going to erase Diet's diet coke screen from my notes there. Yeah, I had that exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree, man. So I like completely so, yeah. agree. Yeah, and it, it's it's kind of a bummer, but like you said, if you go for it, so the, the original book had like a, a big twist. Somebody actually did a really good breakdown of like the comparisons of the book and the movie, and they mm. did they said something in there, and it, it's my exact experience with watching the movie today. In HD for the first time, by the way, which is weird, um, was their experience of going back and reading the book. And they kind of said, like, I loved it as a kid. Going back as an adult and reading this book, it was aimed more for like younger, like a younger teen or something like that. And that's kind of how I felt about the movie where I was like, this is, like, such an easy watch. This is why I always had it on my TV. It doesn't totally scare me. You're right, there is an iconic killer, but then watching it again as an adult, I'm like, he's actually only in it for maybe 10 minutes of screen time. And then, like, the reveal happens and all this kind of stuff. Um, but there, there is that weird mix of, like, you didn't go for it because it's a murder mystery but it's so bland that we're only looking at one character ray was the only guy that you're looking at because there's another character named max who they kind of are trying to set up and then they kill him off instantly and you're like oh well okay there's the mystery so it's either ray or somebody random and lo and behold somebody random kind of so <clears throat> very bland very diet feeling there's really no bite to a lot of the action that's kind of happening in the movie and that i think is why it didn't achieve that that iconic status and it was there you're right the killer just has a great look by the way uh the killer's look the slicker um which i love saying it's one of those things that you could have easily (laughs) said fisherman's jacket and all of yeah. the rest of America would have got it but all the East Coast horror fans were like it's a fucking slicker you know what I mean like it's one of those things that we gotta call, call it slicker. what it is yeah but uh, this was actually based on Kevin Williamson's dad was actually a fisherman and had a similar look to him um, so that's where the look came is kind of personal to Kevin Williamson so that's cool <laughs> I wonder Lance if
1: um, as you know we've talked about this a lot. And eventually when we get to our thing uh, episode, when we talk about the thing, John Carpenter's the thing we'll talk about the making of it and what, how it came to pass. I wonder Lance is Kevin Williamson being the hottest shit on the block, allowing them to finally pull the trigger on this movie. Okay. Because you said he, he tried to pitch this first, right? So he's like, you know what I really want? They're like, Kevin, give us another scream. I'll give you another scream. I'm going to give you another scream, but you know what mm-hmm. I really want? I want you to make I Know What You Did Last Summer. And they're like, great, we'll do it. Well, guess what? Who gives a shit about all of our, like, you know, what we, you and I, our hangups of the movie are?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's just go back to the basics, the bottom line. You talked about it already. You told me the 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 uh, budget versus the profits. Yeah. That's why they did it. They cashed in. The same reason they cashed in on all the slasher movies during the 80s and early 90s. That's why they did it, because... Hello. Everyone, everyone was into this. Who is it? Is it them? Is it him? It's a who done it with teens. And you you basically, yeah, you gave us a diet soda of Scream, but people wanted it. They're like, hey, we're gonna give you Scream 2 in a little bit. Just, just a little bit. But take this and check this out, right? So yeah. I wonder I also wonder were was this like the 90s Brat Pack. Was that what we were watching? You know how you had The Breakfast Club, Brat Pack, but like everyone around them, like, okay, so like they weren't in The Breakfast Club, but you had Rob Lowe, Demi Moore. Yeah. People of that ilk. So you got these four, plus like you got your Nev and and, and Rose and stuff. I would say more of these four were, were truly the Brat Pack of the 90s.
0: After this, because they all were second choice <clears throat> or third choice or eighth choice. Uh, yeah. So originally Reese Witherspoon auditioned, backed out of it and said, Hey, my boy, Ryan Philippi would be great for this. And they cast him. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt was not in there. Actually. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart was actually cast and said, no, it's a scream ripoff. I don't want to do it. So she backed <laughs> out. Uh, <clears throat> um, Freddie Prince Jr. What I think he auditioned nine different times and finally got the answer as to why they weren't gonna cast him. And they said, I mean, he his dad was famous. He was kind of known in Hollywood, musician, all that kind of stuff. So it's just like, oh it's just like the son of this guy. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of it, but it was also <clears throat> he was very young. And they basically told him, like, we need you to be buffer, we need you to be bigger. Like, you you just don't have the presence that we need for this character. So he went, chopped off his hair himself, I guess, and then like worked out a little bit, auditioned one more time, and then the the director Galepsi Galepsi Um Jim Glepsi, um actually wanted him and could stand by him at that point. Like, look, he put in the work. Let's let's go, and that's our Ray. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar. I don't know the story about her if uh, she was a first choice or a second choice on this because um, I don't know what. Role Reese had. So I'm not really sure. I think she just auditioned. I don't think she's cast, but well, let me just say then.
1: Okay, if this was the reason that we eventually got introduced to Jennifer Love Hewitt, (laughs) thank you so (laughs) much for whoever, whenever, whatsoever. Because Lance, I am telling you right now, at this moment. She kicked Kelly Kapowski out of my crushes, kicked her out. Like this is Sparta kicked out and firmly planted herself as. All right. This was like a tie, but it was like, it was like Danielle (laughs) Harris and Jennifer Love Hewitt. I swear, man, man, Jennifer Love Hewitt can hardly wait. Oh my gosh! Like oh. I was so in love with this woman. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely explain. And but but here's the thing: I don't think to like. Sh- <laughs> this is gonna be very 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 te- a detailed. Compare. Check this out. So <laughs> Nev Campbell, right? I talked about this during scream. Nev Campbell does this thing. That only she can do, and only she did during Scream, where it's like she—it's when she's uh uh kissing, or or she's about to uh, kiss Billy, or she's you know about to take her her, her shirt off when they're going to do their 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 scene or whatever. She has like a squint. I can't even do it. It just looks like I can't see, but she does it in a way. It's very like uh, uh yeah, where she like smiles and like, but is also I, just watch it. You know which one I'm talking about, y'all. I, I just, again. Okay. Jennifer Love Hewitt does one that's like almost the same, but her own style, I can't even describe it. She just, she does it and it's, she, okay, you especially see it when she's ki- kissing Ethan Embry in, I know what she did last summer, but you, I mean, uh, uh I can't hardly wait, but you definitely see mm-hmm. it here when she gets the note for the first time. And she's like, who, who, uh, who delivered this? There's no postage or anything. Her eyes kind of, they kind of flutter and stuff. I'm just telling you man I was hooked from there.
0: So you you mentioned the, this and um, there's a there's another movie I want to review one day maybe it's not even a slash paradise movie it's a, like a hulu film but it made me like look at final girls and their eye acting and like mm-hmm. what you can do with your eyes and if you watch this movie she does this like eye flicker thing. She's teary eyes. She's got emotion. Even when she's happy, she's kind of doing the eye flicker thing. She does so much with her eyes and her acting. And she's, yeah, you're right. She's beautiful. She's got beautiful eyes. Beautiful. Like you beautiful. just kind of get sunken into this look on her. And she is very girl next door. She pulls that off in every role that she's had. And that kind of draws you in too. There's there's a rumor that they <laughs> They kind of said, like, "Uh, part of the contract says uh, you got to do a full nude scene. So, shower scene, yeah. Uh, she said absolutely not. So, old school Hollywood. Rumor, rumor, rumor. I don't want to like, you know, co- press as ho- a cold fact, but uh, this is why they kind of put a lot of, like, tiny tank tops on her and stuff like that. It was like a, almost like a punishment. Like, well, we're going to get something out of some sort of sexual innuendos out of you, so. <clears throat> I mean, look, like, it's it's it really
1: sucks and i mean knowing what we know now and how much and how much honestly we still don't know about all the cd bullshit that happened behind the scenes and young women Mm -hmm. trying to make it in hollywood and and all the horror stories that we've heard from that and and all that stuff um the reality is in the 80s when you had these slasher films and you had the gratuitous nudity. Yes, maybe some of it can get chalked up to you got perverts on set. Okay, maybe, mm-hmm. right? And that's not saying that that's okay. I'm just saying like, okay, maybe. But what I am saying is that they know who is going to watch these movies. Yeah. The same way that you would appeal to any of your core audience, right? The, the same way we hear all this horse shit that's around the country and how you're appearing to, to your base, Right. Right, right. So, I mean, like, unfortunately, they saw profit over any, you know, uh, feelings and, and uh, art and craft and, and, and capabilities or anything like that. They're like, no, sex sells. And we know who's coming to see this movie. So, yes, we're going to do shit like that. We need you to sell this movie for us. And I mean, here I am living proof. I'm talking to you that I had an insane crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. And why? Well, she's gorgeous. And, you know, she was. Riding
0: around in
1: in and in 1997 when danny's watching this it's like ah,
0: i yeah okay you know what i mean yeah 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 uh, it's it's almost a selling point right like oh it's the move now it's an attraction of the move within the movie of like oh now that's the one movie where she goes nude or that's the one movie where you see you know whatever so like you understand the selling point of it you understand who your audience is but at the same time, you have a director that doesn't want blood because it's too gratuitous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, what? Well, because well, you never none know. Of this makes sense. You honestly never know
1: if it was the director, because producers get in there, they're like, Yeah, I'm gonna want this part, you know. So it's like that's where I
0: think that came from. But it's just like yeah. a weird mix of like you don't want blood, but you want a full frontal of this pretty innocent actress this younger Mm -hmm. actress it's just party of five was big and that's where she was kind of coming from you know so my god she was so young i'm like you're
1: looking at it okay it's like first of all i'm watching it and i'm like okay sarah michelle geller obviously uh was you know brand new uh so is jennifer love hewitt but i'm like ryan Phillippe pretty much looks like that throughout his whole career uh and and freddie prince jr too okay wow what a sexist no what i'm saying is like i'm like i don't (laughs) I'm like I think this is still I think Ryan Philippi still looks like this but I I don't know I don't know. Uh obviously he's young and thinner and like he's got that high school you know body and then he eventually just but it, maybe it's because all I have to compare him are on early 90s movies and then after that I really didn't watch a lot of Ryan Philippi stuff, you know. So it's oh like there's God, a cruel intentions. Oh,
0: cruel intentions. Hello. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sebastian. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I love that movie. That this is like this is my prime movie. You know, we, we bought these VHSs. Like it was, it was this all the time. It was Cruel Intentions, and then I don't know what your Joy Rod came out, but that was another comfort movie for me. I always throw on Joy Ride. Candy, candy cane. I'm looking uh, for Bob Lachy. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh,
1: something that, that was to- cool what recently we just watched that recently uh, oh, Jordan? Had never seen it. she had never seen it so we it, you know there's like four or five of them not with any of the actors from the original yeah but,
0: so. yeah steve zahn was choice in that in that anyway um something that, that i did like about the movies of the opening like we talk about soundtracks and music all the time first shot is the ocean so we know we're on a coast of some sort It's an aerial shot. It's a one-shot aerial shot. And we kind of like swoop around. It's the typo negative song, um, Summer Breeze. Summer Breeze, and I'm feeling fine. Yeah. Oh, I was like, okay, all right. Little edginess to this. The ocean, got it. We zoom around. We see this guy sitting on the cliff. I just, I appreciate the art here. You know what I mean? Like, I got some music that I appreciate. We're at the ocean. Everything's blue. I'm just digging the art. And Danny's laughing at me. Why are you laughing at me, Danny?
1: Because, man, I'm watching this movie and it's starting up and the music is playing. And I'm like, oh, this is Lance's wet dream, man. Because <laughs> 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 it's moody and it's got the alt right, it's got the rock you know, and all stuff. And I'm like, hell yeah. I could appreciate it now, but I'm like, I bet high school Lance was all over this shit.
0: One hundred percent, yeah, man. I think that's why it held in my heart so well. I was like, okay, there's a little bit of an edge to this. But like the movie takes place in a really small town. and like it looks small town throughout. We've talked about this and in, in all of our podcasts, like small towns really can sell a horror film for you. And that's what it is. But this particular shot was actually shot in California. Everything else was in North Carolina, actually. But uh, this shot is very home to us. It's like on Malibu. You know what I mean? It's the swerpy roads and the hills and all
1: that. Honestly, you take out the typo negative and you put cry little sister. And we have Lost Boys all (sighs) over again. So (laughs) don't you dare. I'm giving you your flowers, man. But let me tell you something, okay? I want to live in that beach town rock show high school night. That looks so much fun you know they, they start off with the, the, this pageant and they're like hey uh we're too cool to sit in the normal in the crowd for this pageant we're too cool for that but we're not too cool for my girlfriend to actually be in the pageant you know what i mean
0: so i'm like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as long as she's winning yeah we're fine <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and he's like yeah let's go babe i'm like okay you settle down, Ryan Phillippe. You're trying to make me believe that you are a tough guy throughout this whole thing. And, and you're getting dangerously close for me to like not believe a goddamn word you say. But yeah, that part was just hilarious to me. They're like, "Ah oh, man, we're not going to be down there with the weirdos because of this stupid pageant. Uh, so why are you guys here? Oh, my girlfriend's in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not only, he doesn't just say like, yeah, get him, babe. Like excited. He's got to be like the cool guy. So he's got like the really wet lips and he's like, go get him, babe. <laughs> and he does the like he does the blue steel and kind of leaves the lips open he's like man they eat this shit up right like- well,
1: that, that, that's the shit he was doing the whole time of his whole career like I'll, what's that iconic thing where he's got the he's got the phone and cruel intentions right and he's like he's like throwing out the lips so few of us can do it like really well Lance I just need you to know that um, it's a curse <laughs> to have such uh, debonair good looks as you know um, yeah, of course
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, but okay So we introduced the cast, that's great Um, yeah. But I, I thought you were actually going to go to The campfire that they're having, it, it is I, Fourth of July no, no, night What no,
1: no, would we'll, we'll be before? We got to actually I, I, Right there, okay, first of all Yes, it's a Fourth of July night Hey, welcome Motherfuckers, it's uh, Fourth of July In real time, right? So technically okay. Um You could bleep that out if you want to Um <laughs> technically right we i don't know i was always you think of you think of summer movies right you think of your summer movies you got friday 13 jaws right your summer horror movies rather and it's like mm-hmm. if it us around a camp i never thought of this one being a summer movie but holy moly it's in the dang title i know what you did last summer but i was like it just never resonated i'm like oh summer horror movies the one that has freaking summer in it you never remember but there it was, it likes right in my face. Before you get to that scene about them, um, they're like, hey, let's get out of here, let's go to Dawson's Cove. I'm like, not Dawson's Creek. Um, and they go and they have their little campfire and stuff. I'm like, oh. that was everything for me with the with the shipwreck, you know, boat and everything like that. But that's how about this? That is me in a nutshell. I want that, but I also want the party that they're having at this beach. Uh, like restaurants, so, uh, beachside restaurant, right? Where uh, what's his oh, name? Okay. Uh, works freaking uh, <laughs> what's his name from Rose? Not from Roseanne, uh, from Johnny Galecki. Uh, Johnny Galecki. First of all, you want to talk about people that are not cast correctly? Stop. I am not afraid, nor will I ever be afraid of tough guy Johnny Galecki. Sorry, it has nothing to do with anything, but just like all I see is uh, Russ uh russ griswold you know what oh, i'm saying man. like you're, you're not just,
0: tough man, you're just setting me up right now like you just Am gave I? me like all the all the oops so one number one he is kind of notorious for being an asshole but you're right when i first saw this like that's david that's david from roseanne that he's too nice You can't say motherfucker what is he doing uh th- <laughs> so that's that's number one. Uh, number two, we'll, we'll get to it later. There's actually, yeah, there's a there's a story. John, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Johnny Galecki were actually neighbors when he was doing Christmas Vacation. So there is a Holy. friendship connection there. And there's I something that comes down stay. later that I have to I have to share. So we got to put a pin in that one.
1: I swear to God, I thought you were gonna say dating, and I was gonna jump out of my socks because no. then because then nothing makes sense. <laughs> <The> <laughs> no, okay, look. Sorry, sorry. Look. <laughs> here's the point i'm not i'm not i'm not bashing johnny galecki no way there is an entire fandom of, of uh big bang thurian and that's great right but tough dude who does it, who's not a rich kid not for me not nah, nah I, I don't know maybe his manager made a deal with somebody where like we want to get him out of the nerdy stuff because he plays like a like a uh like a rocker grunger on Roseanne, right? Because he's Darlene's boyfriend.
0: Yeah, like yeah, ish, punk. right? Like, alternative for the 90s. Yeah, but very like quiet, kind of come kind of out of a bad family. Because <laughs> the quiet one, you know?
1: <laughs> at one point, I am skipping it a little bit, but at one point, he cruises up uh, to the scene of the crime in his truck and he's getting swallowed by this truck. He it almost <laughs> looks like when when it's you were true. a little kid and you went to, and you drove your dad's truck when you weren't supposed to like you backed it out of the driveway. That's what it looked like. I'm like, who's in there? Oh, it's Johnny Galecki. I'm like, put him on an apple box, people. Come on.
0: <laughs> big fan of your work, John. <laughs> I just want to say, <laughs> big fan. Go forever, fan. Uh Yeah, no, this it, it did. The Max character was. Not quite right, it was kind of cool to see him in a movie at that time because watch him in Roseanne, watch him in Christmas Vacation. You know, I was like, Oh, cool, there he is. Like, he's older and like, you know, he's doing movies, but I, he just doesn't quite work. And so, anyway, the, the character of Max has like a little crush on Julie, Jennifer Love Hewitt. And so there's like a little dynamic there, causes some friction. But yeah, they were best friends, or not best friends, but they were very good friends as children actors growing up. So yeah, so he cool like totally, there.
1: but he like totally hits on her, which is like, okay, like I'm, I'm man enough to say that I've been, uh, I have been previously in a situation, especially in high school, where like I miss, not misread, but like I, you know girls can be friends with guys and some guys are like, yes, we're friends, but I also am attracted to you. whatever the king, mm-hmm. you know, the goddamn thing I'm talking about. So he hits on her. Right. And it's like, you, you're from the four, from the, from the, from the foursome that you have there between, you know, and uh Jennifer Love and Ryan Phillippe again, and uh very Prince junior, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Out of all of them, you think, julie is going to be the sweetheart and she is for the beginning but she is definitely the main character right okay yeah she has to let him down in a way she's like i'm not going to be a bitch about it but i'll just uh, but also like you see a little tinge of her i'm i'm not cruel but i'm also not not a snob
0: right Right?
1: because like for all you know he's like we've been friends this uh, for forever you can't leave without a, a a bon voyage or a farewell and she's just kind of like no i'm not into it because like yes he is asking her for you know to go out it's just like it's a it's a difficult situation one that i was like maybe you leave it out because i don't know i don't know it kind of like put it put a little bit of like a chink in the in the sweet innocent uh morally i don't know i don't know It, it just like came it It solidified that she was definitely like, yes, I'm sweet, but I'm not, I'm not with you, sort of deal. Even though she was with Ray, does that make sense? What I'm saying?
0: I think so. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, trying to calculate all this, but I, I think it just the whole point of it again was to try to sell you on the who done it. So, add some mystique to another character to get you off of Ray, who is actually Julie's boyfriend. And, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then Ray kind of comes over and kind of is like, Hey, uh, Max, how you doing? You know, like get the fuck out of here kind of a thing, but he's a nice guy, but, but there's kind of like an edge to him where he's like, I could totally be a dick and beat your ass, but Hey, why don't you fuck off? You know? (laughs) Like, yeah. There's a weird dynamic, you know,
1: maybe it's easier, maybe not easier. Like, cause like people can, people don't have to give you a reason that they don't want to go out with you. Like, that's, that's not what I'm trying to say here, but like, maybe it's easier to, for us to be like, uh, maybe Max is just a little bit of a, uh, weird presence and kind of like yeah he, he he's coming off as like a loose cannon so yes I get it he's he's just there so to raise doubt of being like this person who's got a motive He
0: he is also <clears throat> the cell on the small town because there is a there's an interesting dynamic that happens here where it's like big dreams at the end of your senior year we're all going to get out of this, this small town dump. You know what I mean? And Max is the only one, like, I know I'm staying, you know what I mean? Like he's got mm-hmm. that vibe of like, I'm a local, I'm staying here. I'm not going to college. I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm going to be a fisherman like everybody else and that's it. But everybody else, these cool kids have these high hopes and dreams and he kind of tries to knock them down a peg. You know what I mean? But I, I think he kind of sells the small town. town. Yeah. But this leads to the um, fireplace, or the the fireplace, uh, yeah. the, the campfire on the beach, and I just kind of want to get to that because there is this odd overlay of the man with the hook, and they kind of tell the old urban legend of the hook. It's called the hook, um, you know. They and what's wrong, Danny? No,
1: it really happened. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Jesus, man. Sorry. I <laughs> anyway, just like, <laughs> yeah, it's really there hard to hear the story. Where... It's really hard to hear the story with the constantly out of breath, constantly confused Freddie Prince Jr.'s character of Ray. He's just like, I'm like, are you you could take a breath. It's okay. Like it's okay, Ray, you know?
0: But he's always yes. so concerned. Yeah. So, they're, so they're, he's so concerned. It's always concerned. Yeah. Barry is kind of telling the story of the hook and it's then they kind of start arguing which is kind of how the the urban legend always goes it's like was it a mental patient or whatever but the story about the boyfriend and the girlfriend in the car in the woods the boyfriend either checks out a sound or goes to take a, a piss and the girlfriend's in the car for a little while gets longer and longer she hears a drip 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 on top of the car gets out of the car sees her boyfriend what hanging from a tree and he's like on top of the car bleeding out and then she looks in the car door handle has a hook in it and it's the escape the mental patient blah 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 so they kind of argue over the story but that is where there's this weird kind of like overlay of the original story with the slasher thing and they put the hook character in there that's where this all kind of comes from
1: the way I've always heard it is that he is hanging and his feet are dangling on the car. And uh, it's the only thing that like is kind of keeping him alive. And then, you know, she drives off in the car and he, you know, hangs.
0: That's the way I've always heard it. But where's the hook come from? When does she notice the hook? She gets back to her house. Right. So there are different versions of the story. That's why, mm-hmm. and they're kind of arguing about that in this yeah. scene, but I just kind of wanted to talk about that particular point because, There is an overlay of the urban legend to the point where I watched this movie so many times when urban legends came out, I literally thought it was a sequel to (laughs) what you did last summer. I was like, Oh, there it is. There's a sequel. Mm. Anyway. uh, No, I mean, you're right.
1: because it's like all urban legends and all like American folklore and retelling of things, something like that. They always kind of take the personality of the area that they're being told in, right? So like, hmm. whether you're hearing it on the East Coast, West Coast, or in the South, you'll hear different, you know, versions of it. So I think I think that was kind of nice that they incorporated. Um, But just to, by the way, just the way that these characters talk to each other, they all are using like elevated uh, vocabulary the entire time. And it's yeah. like, it does, it, it's definitely Kevin Williamson writing, right? Like, cause even the, in Scream, I always, I always draw the comparison. I'm like, you know, it was supposed to. He was start trying to do something new when Sydney's, <laughs> when Sydney's diss to Ghostface when he, you know, tells her something about her mom and she gets all like worked up. He, she says, "Fuck you, you cretin." I've always, I, I, it's like <laughs> in my, in my like most angry moment, that's not the word that's going to come to my mind, right? And she's so, so they're just like talking to each other in that sort of elevated vocabulary way that i'm like high school kids don't talk this way but maybe maybe they do now but they sure as hell were
0: not back then I'm just gonna tell you I, I feel like there was a little more poetry to the 90s kids i i really do feel that way um okay yeah the alternative grunge era the poetry eh think it might have worked I, not for us i think we were the dumb generation unfortunately oh, I did that's not fine. have a good vocabulary but <laughs>
1: well, let me, let me tell you that here's another thing i like to watch these movies when i watch them for the show um on with subtitles right and there's this funny little uh not funny because like the idea of it is kind of shitty is shitty uh but obviously the the B- barry character played by ryan Philippi is drinking he's drinking a lot and he wants to drive nobody nobody drinks drives my car but mean like have your you know i went to too many college parties and bullshit where i heard that sort of crap um but in the subtitles they'll also tell you if like the if if it's inaudible and all you could hear is music it'll tell you like hey this this song is playing the song that they put it was like blaring on car radio is the song dui as they're driving and i'm like "Ah, uh that's funny, anyway,
0: interesting choice. I was
1: just—I found that, um, uh, but but like things like things that they say to each other, like uh, it doesn't matter. This whole story about the urban legend of the hook—the hook is really a phallic symbol, and the story is a is a reason to ward off uh, young girls for premarital sex. You know, it's just like <sighs> we didn't get all that shit. back then. <laughs> We didn't get it we didn't know we so it went over our head we were just taking it at face value as that these are just scary you know stories
0: yeah <laughs> but anyway uh yeah so uh i mean we we see the car wreck all that um i so, <laughs> what's I, <laughs> when i watch this scene so the car accident happens they hit something uh and julie they all get out of the car check out you know barry's all pissed off <laughs> julie goes and finds the bloody boot and all i can ever think about is the scary movie version of this oh my god i found a boot <laughs> every time i watch this movie now i just start dying laughing thinking about that and well uh, i that I was movie cr- ruined this one for me
1: <laughs> i don't care man that shit is hilarious i was cracking up when i saw this movie because and because yes i know they have more fun with it when whoever gets out of the sunroof in scary movie i think it's uh anna faris right and she just gets she keeps on getting hit with stuff but what <laughs> made me laugh was barry being outside of the car just Whoa! I'm like uh, okay and then he, when they hit the when they hit the killer that's going to be the killer they hit him and he fucking and he takes, you know, he gets hit to and he's just kind of flailing. I'm dying, man. I'm laughing so much because I'm like, this—that's what you get. By the way, he should have been flung out of that sunroof at any point of contact.
0: Exactly. He either would have smashed his skull with a body hitting him at that speed, or he would have been flown—like he would have flown out of the car himself. So I kind of thought about that too—the realistic part of that. Yeah. uh kind of did hit but yeah finding the bloody boot i always think now of scary movie unfortunately <laughs> and it's the scene is actually ruined for me, <laughs> which, well whatever,
1: yeah let's let's just you know it 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 is you know you, it's already making us believe things that aren't like feasible like Max being a tough dude, right? And not sure. fitting in his truck. That that's already unbelievable, right? But anyway, here's the point. Like, okay, not fitting right. In his truck. <laughs> Some people don't you don't need to be driving big trucks. And that's not okay. that his, that, and that's the thing, Lance. The thing is, is that his truck wasn't even that big. It's just a regular Chevy, but he was engulfed by the by the size of the cab. Okay, here's the point. The point is that um we fast, we're going to fast forward. Obviously so they kill, you know, they, they hit the guy drunk driving. We don't want to ruin our lives. Or do you want to ruin your life? I'm going to go play for the Cowboys. That's Ryan Phillippe saying, and I'm like, no, you're not. Um, Ray's like, Hey, I, I could, get to, I'm going to college. Uh, well, you could, right? <laughs> he could. <laughs> uh Everyone's got college plans. And they're like, no matter what the, they go through the progression of what they've done. They're like, uh, Barry was the one drinking so ray you're the one driving you're not drunk you're never gonna believe i wasn't drinking you know it's just like it's a lot of like all these decisions right in the moment to finally decide you know what we need to do if we're gonna go on with our lives let's just dump the fucking body problem solved right lance yeah
0: absolutely dump the That's body deal with our issues yep <clears throat> dump, dump the body oh my god <laughs> so, uh yeah, yeah so i mean they dump it they get they get
1: rid of it so that they could go on with their lives, and we see we're gonna see a time jump in this movie,
0: yeah, uh, a whole year in fact. Um, mm-hmm. this, yeah, so we jump forward a year. everyone has now dispersed. Julie's in college. she's not doing too well. She was obviously a very good student in high school, no longer in college. um and then she gets the note, the very famous. Mm. I know what you did last summer, right? So she goes home, written, she sees her mom. <clears throat> what? It's, this
1: no, this okay, note. I, I know okay. where you're going. I know where you're going. Look at this. Okay. I know what I ate last summer, right? Um, <laughs> I worked on that for like a hot minute, maybe. Right. This note is presumably coming from someone who was there or saw or knows. It is written in the best comic book font, perfectly written that I've ever seen in my life. Even the envelope was addressed and it looked amazing. And I'm just like, is any of that necessary? Because every time that you see this note from the killer, if he's writing it on a paper or he's writing it on uh, a foggy mirror, it looks perfect, perfect. And I'm just like, who knew? Fisherman had such great handwriting. I didn't. You know, you you're out there with the hooks and and the and the rods and stuff, and like maybe you get the calluses. But yeah, uh, yeah. he had perfect handwriting, and it, and it looked like a sharpie. You know, because it was thick. He probably yeah, had like yeah, yeah. twenty eight point. On yeah, that's on pretty Photoshop.
0: good. I w- I w- yeah, I wonder if there's an Adobe Photoshop. Uh, I know what you did last summer or fisherman's hook or something like that. That would be great. I I'm wish sure you there is. Download that. Yeah, there's gotta yeah. be. Uh, Anyway, she is home. She gets this note. Um, It's funny because you do see the parents of two or three of the the characters and they just have like, they're just like auxiliary characters, just like no personalities almost, you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, it's like NPCs. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) non-playable characters. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so she gets her notes. Uh, I know what you did last summer. We get the flickering eyes. those, Those, Jesus, those beautiful brown eyes anyway uh <laughs> um and that's kind of where the story takes place you know so she goes and finds her friends uh helen i think is first her that was like her best friend <clears throat> actually she, Karen, she goes to find Karen. her sister
1: oh yes elsa. she finds she finds elsa uh bridget bridget wilson yes uh brigitte no bridget bridget not brigitte is the other one <laughs> uh but yes helen is uh I'm going to New York. I'm going to save the world uh, and be an amazing because in her pageant uh, question, she said that the way she's going to serve or, or or contribute to the to the beauty or whatever of the world is to go to New York and become an actress and uh, be a serious actor. And, and through art, she will
0: help. And did she do that, Lance? No, sure did not work out. Uh, she is actually working at Shivers is what the place is called shivers that's actually their last name uh, it's the family retail store of the town basically her sisters like the manager or owner of it so uh, if
1: shivers sold um like their own uh firewood could mm-hmm. they say it's shiverby timbers good one danny no 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 if in if in the department store they sold timberlands Would they say have some shiver me Timberlands? Two. If they went for Minnesota, the basketball team, would they say shiver me Timberwolves? I'm done. I'm out.
0: (laughs) There's three. Roll of three. Thank you, Danny. We got our three jokes out of the shivers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, she uh, did not make it in New York. She is back. A small town girl again, working for the family business uh she can tell she's a little embarrassed by it you know so her and julie kind of hook up um then we go back to barry who has just turned his back barry's a rich boy which i don't think we've established in this episode he's kind of the rich boy of the town so he's like well off taken care of doesn't need to worry about a thing um doesn't want anything to do with helen or julie um he is completely turned, yeah. he He's completely turned his back doesn't give a shit about them um but we now know that somebody is, you know, messing with the main, at least three of the main characters so far.
1: Yeah, because look, it's funny because they all had plans. All of them did. They were all going to go to college. I mean, um, they were uh, at least top to bottom all had plan like s- specific plans. So... I wrote, I'm like, huh, it's almost as if killing someone and dumping their body and promising never to talk about it again didn't make you live out to your uh, post high school dreams. You know what I'm saying? Um, however, that's not actually true for all of them, because the one that was most adamant about covering everything up, Barry, the rich kid, was the one mm-hmm. who actually followed through the most with what he said he was going to do. Uh, you know this just because of the way Max yells at him later after Barry thinks it's Max who's been threatening or sending the love letters or whatever the case may be. So when he threatens Max, Max is like, I'll get you your high school, I'll get you college quarterback ass. So he is apparently doing it. He's apparently playing quarterback in college. So he's the only one actually that followed through with it. But how funny is that? Because that just, I don't know, that's maybe like a. It was a personality trait or something like that. He was the one that was like, no, we're gonna do this. And he's almost like choking Julie when he's making every making her like you know own up to the pact. And it's like that's like this alpha horrible machismo sort
0: of thing. But he's the only yeah. one that went through and followed through with any of his uh post-high school plans. That's right, that's why he's like working out hard in, in the hometown. Uh the uh <laughs> So, I, I mean, he's the one that is automatically like, oh, somebody's just messing with us. Don't even worry about it, kind of thing. Like, please get off get off my porch, get off my lawn. <laughs> um, but it, it does bring the group back together. They go and see Ray, you know, and Ray's. Ray definitely Ray. didn't leave. He definitely, definitely didn't did leave. Not, I, It's like Ray knew he wasn't going to leave. I think of the four, like, it was kind of like, again, that hometown. Like, there's just guys that don't make it out of there. There's girls, obviously, that don't make it out of there. But, um, I think so, it just, it just ate Ray. It's just really Lance. I
1: think it ate him up the most. You could tell like he was wrestling with it a lot. I think if you look at all four of them separately, when they're deciding to dump the body, Ray can see his life have already, it's already changing right there and mm-hmm. it's already over. So yeah. like, I think cause like he almost goes back on the things he was agreeing to do. Uh, like, he agrees to dump the body essentially but then he's like he's trying to salvage in real time i think they all are but for ray i think it hurts the most because he was latching on to them they all pretty they were all three uh besides like the three that we're talking about were all set financially family wise ray doesn't have that Mm -hmm. so he's like oh this shit's over. The the ride's yeah. over, essentially. Yeah. And he knew it. You could tell he knows it right when they are you know, over the body trying to th- decide what they're gonna do.
0: Yeah. And then when they're all coming back together a year later, he's instantly like move out of the way julie hi like highlight of my life you're back you know he's instantly like star uh hard eyes you know what i mean so mm-hmm. uh you can see right away he's got a motivation for at least getting back with julie he doesn't really care about anything else honestly he's like oh okay <laughs> you know, like cool the killer's back whatever julie how are you
1: <laughs> yeah. well i mean like hey man wouldn't shit i know i'd be i'd be like Oh my gosh. I was with Jennifer Love Hewitt and it wasn't a dream for two seconds. By the way, this is me in high school. Not me right now. I love my wife. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. He was like this. You were the best part of my life yeah. at up to this point. And, um, but dude, holy moly. I th- I'm just going to say, I have to say, this is the one line I took. it. Well, yes. Okay. Be, be convictive. Be speak with conviction, Danny. Okay. The one line I took away from this movie that I was like, if, if she said that to me, I would just jump into the over the boat and drown myself. They're mm. reconnecting. It's this moment. And mm. it is, you already know what I'm going to say. it's Julie and Ray. And they're just like, he's like, so how school? And she's like, so you became a fisherman. Yeah. 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 And he's like, Hey, look, I know you blame me for what happened that night. Cause he was driving. She's like, I don't blame you. I, I, Hold myself accountable for my own actions But I don't blame you for what happened But I don't want to know you Boom! Takes off Okay, that's it actually That's all I needed uh, Just go ahead and uh, tell you know my cat Or whatever that, uh, you know, feed my cat While I'm gone, I'm jumping into the water Holy shit Someone telling you yeah. Hey, I know this is all great And all, but I don't want to know you <laughs> Yeah.
0: Damn it! Well, if you needed a period on the end of the relationship, I think that was it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this, so all of this kind of leads back to Max again. We're kind of supposed to be playing the game of a who done it, who is the possible coming of a killer kind of a thing. We mm-hmm. haven't had a kill yet, but there's some sort of threat. Somebody saw what's happening, um, and we have an interaction with Max Johnny Galecki again. Uh, but it leads to a scene of. Uh, spoiler 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 uh his death this scene was actually shot after the movie was done because they said like we don't have enough kills i could uh, tell we, yeah right like it's definitely it's the, best,
1: it's the best kill and i mean it's kind of the best kill but it's like the most descriptive um or not descriptive it's the most like uh yeah gratuitous in what it shows
0: yeah uh we have the introduction of the hook he's he is the fi- i mean he is a fisherman he's gutting fish and that's kind of his job sort of a thing he's kind of pissed off after the group interaction leaves the hook on a huge ice block and um it, it was kind of you're right it is kind of the scariest probably death of the whole thing and the goriest i guess because we got kind of that steam kind of coming off the ice and everything so there is a little bit of a mystery we see the man in the slicker kind of come up he grabs the hook and just ooh, just an, a nice little uppercut a hook an upper hook right to the chin right about here Get i'm going to show you r- right
1: there uh, for all you Johnny audio Galecki listeners uh lance has pulled his own fisherman's hook out of his uh, storage <laughs> And uh yeah, so the hook goes right under the chin. And let me tell you something, folks. It's like you think of a few ways. So like when someone's wielding a hook, right? When you look at Candyman, when you look at the fisherman, you're thinking like, okay, what are what are some ways that if I if I got it, like if somebody hooked me, it would mm-hmm. hurt the most. I think that's one right under the chin, because it's like not only are are you are you gonna have a blade penetrate your your head, but it won't kill you. It's gonna hurt, and then you're gonna be dragged around by your jaw, and then eventually you'll die, right? I right. think of that, and I think of a like Candyman, the gutting, right? It goes up into the to the stomach, and then right, yeah. Um, so I think that 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 kill of Max is a it's it's so good. It's it's it hurts. How about that? It hurts. Yeah, Just watching it. Yeah
0: and to end max's like story basically in this julie is driving later in the movie i'm skipping way ahead but uh and she starts to hear a scratching sound in the in the trunk so she actually is like what the hell she pulls over and goes to the back and sees max is covered in crabs and he's obviously dead his mouth is like hanging wide open um th- i'm gonna pull the pen out this is the interesting fact about this remember what i said about jennifer love hewitt and johnny galecki being friends? Apparently, production had to be shut down because of her reaction to seeing Johnny Galecki. This is a body double. This is they cast something. They cast a version of him. He was not a part of this scene, but it disturbed her so deeply that they had to halt production, call Johnny Galecki, and have him on the phone with her to calm her down, saying, "I'm totally fine. I'm I'm right here. I'm good. That's not me. Like that's that's how." Badge she took seeing this version of her real friend in life. um, Covered in crabs and and slain in the back of a trunk. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Like, oh. All right. All right.
1: Hold on. Yes. I am wholeheartedly going to say that her reaction is hers. And I am not downplaying that. Mm. But I saw that body double and that (laughs) thing, that thing, that thing did not look great. You know, (laughs) I can't, technology has gotten better. Makeup effects have gotten better, but ah, that looks like a mannequin. It, it, It was hard for me to be like, oh, that's, that's Max. So maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe it just what you know. It's hard to shoot things, you know, back then and stuff like that. I mean, this is already no. It's still film at this point, right? Uh, happened, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be. Um, but I, I, I get it, right? Even if because if she's like, oh, I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna see Max. Maybe she read that and she was like, oh my god, I'm so taken back by it, but it, oh my...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. I what we see is a very quick shot too. And the head is kind of like pulled back and you can't, you can only see like from the chin, like an upward angle from the chin. So we don't see much of it, but yeah, it does kind of look like a dummy, but that is a fact of the movie that she was so distraught that she had a whole production and talk to the actual actor that it was meant to be. It's Um, very
1: sweet. I'll tell you that it is very sweet to hear that. that I like that fact. Um, I will tell you though, um, Uh, watching these movies I'm like man I can't I can't wait for college when I say watching these movies I see I'm talking about this one you know and Scream 2 not the getting killed on campus part of Scream 2 but Uh the fact that people are just like I've talked to you about this when we did Scream 2 it's like they're laying around on the lawns and every it's I was like god Lee when I went to college I mean, we didn't have lawns like that. I mean, it's Lubbock, so it was kind of like, <laughs> it was kind of dirt and, and you know, sparse flat lands. But I'm like, huh, I thought there'd be a lot more alternative rock than this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little more hacky sack, a lot more frisbees, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a
1: lot more. I'm a lot more of that stuff and less uh, Chingy. Chingy? Yeah, Chingy, the rapper.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah
1: there's a lot of that uh, in my college. oh boy Um, uh, uh, but 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 that is so cool though of uh, not thank you so much for that fact lance i had no idea um that she had that uh reaction but did you also notice throughout the movie that they keep dropping these like odd relationships with fathers fathers being estranged there was an overall tone of ray not knowing his father of julie's father dying or like because her mom says your father would be rolling over in his grave and then Mm -hmm. you see the the relationship between um uh sarah uh Helen Uh, Helen and her father later and then what is the main reason that we're I mean the first thing that Ryan Phillippe or Barry says when they hit the car my father's gonna kill me so all of them kind of like drop these little father things out Hmm. these little tidbits out throughout the movie and then eventually here comes the biggest spoiler of them all the killer ends up being the father of want you know somebody but um, I mean we'll get into that in just a little bit but isn't that kind of I, I i didn't i never picked that up until I just saw it recently I'm like huh everybody has a not great relationship with their father and they're dropping these father tidbits all throughout I thought that was cool
0: yeah it's interesting i i still didn't catch that in this last one now that you're mentioning it, I'm like yeah actually uh it seemed like it was a there was a point to be made there and yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Uh maybe
1: I mean maybe that's what they were trying to do is just like just hint it's like it's the father of some. It's
0: it's gonna be a father. Yeah, maybe uh, it was a foreshadowing kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um the so the I just one more interesting fact the um the scene after she discovers Max, she brings back Barry and Helen to the car. Like, I see him, he's dead. You open the car, it's completely gone. Uh, not a crab in sight. The body's gone. Everything's gone. So now, oh, she must be hallucinating kind of thing. Barry's like, whatever, you're an idiot. But there's an odd scene where, and uh, Danny reenacted this for the promo, which is the, what are you waiting for? It's like become the iconic thing. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? And she spins, she does a spin. There's like an aerial shot. The fun fact about this scene was that um, a kid won a contest to direct a scene in the film and this was the scene so people thought that's an odd choice but it's an iconic one for some reason the fuck out of here yeah are you serious i I don't know the kid's name i haven't been able to find it but yeah he won a, a contest and this is the scene that he was allowed to direct and it was placed in the film and, and I guess everyone on production was like, What the fuck are we doing? You know, and even Jennifer Levy was like, What? And now looking what, back at it, they're like, Well, it worked. What contest? First of <laughs> I all, know. is that is the grand
1: prizes to, to direct a scene? What kid did they pick? And two, what contest are <laughs> they? <laughs> I'm just thinking about that stupid contest. That they did for Halloween Resurrection. If you were the best Halloween fan or whatever the hell, that you'll be in the movie. And then it was like a small little. Egh. Maybe they learned their lesson, right? That's what it ended up being.
0: Yeah, perhaps I don't know, but it was just like what a funny. You for, huh? <laughs> does the full? She does an arm down and does a spin. It's like it, it was very odd. Everyone says it's very odd, but became iconic. So there we that
1: go. That kid was That's like, "All kid. right, I
0: need." He's like, "I need a crane shot, and I need you to do a little <laughs> no. spinneroony. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great." Can you imagine the balls on that kid? Like, uh, yeah, you need a crane and aerial here. Um, let's see, we're gonna need at least ten cuts of this.
1: No, this this kid going into college if he's gonna continue his film career on his, he already has something on his resume. They're like, yeah. I, okay, really, you directed something? He's like, yeah,
0: bitch, look it up. <laughs> yeah, number one box office hit in October.
1: <laughs> Jesus, all right. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it it is a it is a silly thing, but I have to say, Lance. When you get all of them together, some people do say between Barry and Ray and Helen and Julie that this is the real Mystery Inc. Okay. Yeah. Nobody said nobody says that. Uh what I did see <laughs> though, didn't you okay again? Ha, ha ha ha. Here comes a new scream comparison when Julie and Helen go talk to Missy. Uh, because yeah, just so y'all know, they dumped the bo- they, right, they dumped the body in the in the water, and then a body is found in the water later. That's all over the news. And uh Julie knows who the I mean, because it makes the news, and they are talking about the body as of this, person called david egan so they're Mm -hmm. like that's who we killed david egan we threw him in the water they discovered him in the water right it's david egan david egan so they're like hey does david egan doesn't have any does he have any family that we could talk to because they're trying to figure out who's messing with us right they're like it has to be a family member so they go talk to or they track down missy played by n h and uh she was uh, probably the inspiration for the uh, neighbors of the Hewitts in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. You knew I was going to do that. You knew it. Uh, get it? My- <laughs> I just crossed it off my off. list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. Um, but, yeah, so she goes and meets uh, and, and, t- and talks to Missy. But the thing is, when they go do this, like, sleuth detective velma and um daphne <laughs> you i as soon as i saw it and like the way sarah michelle geller was acting and the way Ju- uh, jennifer love Hewitt was acting in the moment i'm like huh it's sydney and tatum another Thank scratch you. off yep because yeah. especially especially the moment where julie goes up to the to the front door knocks on it and she's like oh, i'm gonna go around the back right and uh, Helen, Sarah Michelle Geller does this weird, like, oh, oh okay. Yep. And that immediately reminded me of Rose McGowan, be like, I I just knew he was too perfect. <laughs> yep. Does that the, little thing?
0: The doting sidekick. Yep. I thought yep. the exact same thing in the exact same scene. It's on the porch before they go around the side. I was like, there's Tatum. That's crazy. Yep. <laughs> it's funny that you, yeah, we both are yeah. set up on that totally. But,
1: but like, okay, right? some things, Hey, I have a style. You have a style. Some things are just going to be right. And one of the things that is, is that, um, uh, they, he had a home run with Sydney and Tatum and that whole, Mm -hmm. you know, gang. I mean, it was so much of a diet scream Lance that I think I cannot be sure, but I think that Barry Ryan Phillippe is wearing Stu's sweater. (laughs) are you kidding (laughs) I'm beating him up to the punch
0: I I, I was gonna bring it up earlier and I just kind of missed my opportunity I'm so pissed about it but yeah he's absolutely wearing Stu's sweater
1: he's wearing Stu's sweater (laughs) he's even kind of wet
0: when he's wearing the sweater too you know what I mean Like uh, it's just like (laughs) Stu sweating and spitting all over himself and what does Stu
1: say at the end when he gets on the phone with Sydney and she says that she called the cops my dad's gonna be so mad at me well he says my mom and dad but but anyway you get the point you get the point you get the point so hey this is not this is almost not even diet scream
0: this is almost just scream adjacent it's diet scream it just it's all i mean uh what's her name uh had it right anyway um, it's just a rip yeah. off of screen but it, yeah, but again it this was written beforehand so obviously you're right williamson had a style uh and this was it at least for this time um yeah i just you know i wanted i wanted this to be an iconic horror film i wanted this to be the new iconic slasher i wanted it to join the ranks of everyone but you know like I I realized watching it I had I couldn't put together what the actual story was and the the Anne Heist character of Missy and the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre look to everything the backwoods on her own Uh, um. but putting the story together I was like oh they didn't kill the Egan kid like there's this whole weird clash story and I was like so the book is known for a big twist at the end which I'm not going to ruin. Go read it. It's different than the movie. But <laughs> that's the twist of the movie and I was it's such a like insert of like did you did you get it? And it's literally Julie like while every all her friends are basically getting killed off, she's like running to computers to find out information. She's running to Missy's house to find out more information. And she's like we didn't kill Egan like it, it was like all these little things you've got to catch in the middle of the action to even understand what the twist was. And the fact that they didn't actually kill anybody, they hit uh, the oh. killer,
1: of uh, the original killer. So it almost absolves them from their act of what they did in a way, I guess if you by accident run over someone who has just committed a murder does that make you make it less of a heinous act first of all accidentally hitting somebody in inevitably contributing to their death by an accident is considered still manslaughter right manslaughter but but at this point it's like if you did it to someone who what is a murderer does that make it better i don't know i don't know i don't i don't think so but it doesn't matter what I think at this point. The point is, is that the reality, folks, is that this is the big twist that Lance is talking about. Different from the book, but this is the big twist in the movie. They have been concentrating on David Egan being the person that uh, they hit. You see David Egan in the beginning. The very first person you see in the, in the movie is someone who is sitting on the edge of the cliff with yeah. an I love you keychain. And it's a, he's obviously either depressed or drunk or both. It doesn't matter. But the outfit he's wearing, which is just like the, the, the overalls, uh, or like, sorry, the, uh, the, the waiters, right? The, the, you know, what what fishermen wear, it's like tall overalls. Yeah. yeah, But they're made of like that. It's not a full slicker, but whatever. Um, Same material. Yeah. 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 So when you see the body of the person, that's why they threw blood all over the face because you're like, oh shit, it's the guy that we just saw in the beginning. And then when you see the picture of David Egan later in the, in the yearbook, you're like, yeah, that's the guy that we saw in the beginning of the movie. And then they're like, what? It, what David did not, because they're at one point, see, Julie sees a tattoo on the body, on the arm of the body. And it says, Josie, what is it? Susie. Susie Susie. Yeah. And then they dumped the body in. Right. And she's like, look, i she's she's basically confronting Missy and telling her, look, it's the truth. We killed your brother. We're the ones that killed him. And she's like, no, he he killed himself. Well, technically, he didn't. He was killed, but it wasn't by them. And she's like, no, I saw his tattoo of Susie on his arm. She's like, my brother did not have a tattoo. Right. And she's like, "Get out of my house!" And she's like, "Holy shit, it's not him!" And then they, she does her research. Shout out, Lance! Thank you for bringing up that the research part because shout out to old school browser. Yeah. history. the way she Hell was yeah. like searching things and it even told you there. Um, this is window three of five or whatever. I was like, "Yes, count the windows." <laughs> 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 but yes, she finds out that it is not, in fact, David Egan. David Egan. Is was killed, but not by them. He was the boyfriend of Susie, whose father is the fisherman. So,
0: his, yeah, good. His name is Ben Willis. Ben Willis. So, David and Susie were in a car crash. Susie died. David took the blame. He was going to commit suicide. That's the idea, right? He's going to commit suicide off the cliffs. Ben Willis is pissed, so he goes to kill David. I'm acting confused because it is very confusing and it is inserted within 2 minutes of the film to explain yeah. all of this. Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, what? So da- so <laughs> Ben was killing David?" at the time that our group of teenagers was driving through the cliffs and hit Ben, not David. Ben just killed David. The kids hit Ben after killing David. So they hit the killer and tried to dump the body of the killer. The killer survived being dumped into the water. The killer got out of the water. They still discovered a body in the water because that was David's body. Jesus Christ is this could this be any more confusing? But let me ask you this. If you are David, sorry, if you are Ben,
1: ben. the fisherman, the killer, you just killed David, and then you got hit by a car. First of all, does, not, does that not tell you that you're on the wrong path? Okay, one.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Two, you survive. Dude, just shut up at this point. Just keep it to yourself because you committed murder, but now you're like, nah. I'm going to kill you all because you almost killed me. It it separates the entire motive of why he became a killer in the first place. Now he's yeah. just killing them and just messing with them because they hit him and, and that's it. Or is he doing it because he has that overall feel of anybody who kills somebody or in a car accident? Maybe that's what it is. That would hit him close to home because of Susie. Yeah, maybe. It's Maybe well, not.
0: okay. I wasn't gonna bring up this fact either, but uh Lois Duncan, the actual writer of the book, obviously didn't like that it was a slasher for like she even said, like, oh like I'm so excited to see my characters on film. Who is this fisherman with a hook decap- decapitating my characters, not into a number <laughs> two? <clears throat> Can you imagine like who's the who the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? Um it was like Stephen King when he saw the shining, he was like, What the fuck is this? Yeah uh to bring it down a notch though her daughter had just been killed uh right before oh, this no. movie came out or something so it really hit home for her um in that tone so it, you just kind of brought that up uh kind of a sad fact about it but um oh my gosh but this the movie story the twist to this was so bizarre because i think as an adult i finally get it but i think as a kid i was like oh whatever he's a killer i don't know like it is so much information so fast that so you're like, uh, okay, I, I guess, I guess. Also, what I'll actually push back a little bit.
1: Um, I think they had something with the look of the of the fisherman. I think they yeah. do. I really do. I I think if I think that's why they kind of. Greenlit the sequel, and we will talk about the sequel because there is a there's an official sequel that pretty much gets most of the cast that survived uh into the sequel. But I think they had something with the look of the fisherman and people did latch onto it. And what this movie does is that it really doesn't it yes and no, right? Because it follows more of the scream formula than it does a Michael Myers or a Jason formula. Because Michael Myers will never take off his mask and be like, yes, it was me all along and I'm here yeah. to teach you a, a lesson. So well, we have yeah. Yeah, we have that moment where it's like, oh, honestly, it's just the way he gets around town without being noticed. It's like, yeah, the thing is like, Michael can be dropped into anywhere in the country and as long as it's Halloween, he's, he's going to be all right, right? <laughs> Jason, the same way, Freddie does what he's like. If this fisherman is just in the middle of Arizona everyone's gonna be like what the (laughs) hell is he doing here (laughs) yeah yeah, (laughs) so he he, he's like ah I will kill you and I will get away with it and I will blend into the crowd however it better be in a fishing town so and I I will never forget what you did last summer Cape Cod edition coming soon um so (laughs) but 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 I there was something there right but yeah. they did, you you said it already, they abandoned it. You really don't see the Fisherman uh, in a lot of the movie. You, um I will just say that there was like, um I've told you about this before. I've had this DVD, it's called Boogeyman, where it just like mm-hmm. talks about all these like and it shows a scene. And the scene that they would always show for I Know What You Did Last Summer is the department store scene where he kills Elsa, Bridget Wilson. And that's the best stalking scene in my opinion of the whole movie because up until this point he's definitely killed he's already killed barry he's already killed max max has the most gruesome scene but i do love everything that is in that department store uh scene because you got the music playing it's also like the there's a lot of harsh lighting in this movie right like a lot of like you know uh like even in like the campfire scene in the very beginning like the moon is like very like harsh it's just it's a deep shadows and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, the hallway lights when uh, Helen gets back to her house and, and her, by the way, her and um, Elsa uh, have a very mean relationship with each other. Just like very, just like telling each other off. I think it's all, you know, rooted in some sort of whatever family issue, obviously. But um I will say that, that's all I really do want to say is the, um part where she she being helen is trying to get away from the the fisherman and she's running to the department store because she knows that uh her sister's there to save her and the fisherman's coming he's walking behind her and it's like spin that music Mm -hmm. i was like that's really good that that was a good little chase scene finally gets in her sister doesn't believe her, it, it and then locks them in there because she's locking it and the fisherman's already in there, right? So, yeah, I do, lo- I do love that scene, but it's also because I was, I watched that DVD a lot, <laughs> yeah. so I watched that scene a lot,
0: yeah. Uh, I think. I like the chase scene, but it gets to an unrealistic point where he's literally five feet away from the door and the sister doesn't see him. So that kind of turned me off. But once he's in the, the department store, I'm like, okay, now it's game on. Some of the better scares, a lot of cliche scares. But you mentioned the lighting and I, in, in this scene in particular, but I feel like it kind of follows Helen's character too. Her bedroom, the house, everything about it. It. I was like, this should have absolutely have been the way it's shot. The character choices the killer himself this absolutely belonged in the 80s slasher realm like if it came out in 1984 cherry on top it reminds me of like the prowler graduation day like the themed slasher and then just a plethora of characters you know what i mean i was like man this you mentioned that lighting so perfectly and this is the scene that you kind of see and it's like this feels very 80s slasher right now probably would have been perfect at that time Um, yeah
1: um i also like that there's that like soft alt rock music just playing in the background of the department store Uh, yeah you know kind of kind of uh i don't know if it's chopping mall or or night of the comet just like this idea that like i i I don't know i personally always like felt like oh this is this is not this comment's not going to age well or has not aged well but what i'm about to say is like i always felt like because it was so public department stores were kind of like safe. I don't know. It was weird, but like, I just felt like, Oh, there's too many eyes here for anybody to just like be willy nilly, like, you know, killing. So the mm. fact that obviously there's nobody in the store, but it takes place there. It, it. I don't know. It's like, uh, it, it, it feels so like it should never be happening at a store, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, obvious, obviously, obviously, the tact not the tactics but the the preference of the director wanting not a lot of blood and not a lot of gore is so obvious when he starts attacking helen in the alleyway i'm like are you going to show us anything goddamn it or is he just going to keep on killing her in between all these tires that we can't see
0: a damn thing? yeah and that, that was the scene to really lash out on some of the blood cuz i actually really like the scene uh, i know we're getting long on time here but uh i love the fireworks it's the theme of fourth of july a year later the fireworks are going off it's lighting up this alley and like there's salvation right there in front of her uh, helen you know what i mean she's been on the chase she's jumped out of the building she's kind of limping down and there's salvation right there through this alleyway that's full of tires for some reason and there's a parade going on there's people everywhere right like just got to get there she gets right to the end of the alley, but it's just cool. It's the way it's lit, it's flashing lights, and life is right there. You know, like it's so close. And she gets to the end of the alley, hears something, turns around, and then boom, there's uh, the fisherman to, to finish her off. But this was your chance to just rip one of the characters apart. But it, it's weird. It's the way it's done because it's like Helen is fighting back. I'm like, yeah, go, Helen. And the fisherman is like, hooking the tires and just kind of missing her you know what i mean and it's like oh maybe she's gonna fight her way out of this and then you don't show us anything and it's just kind of like a fade out like well i guess helen's dead yeah um
1: maybe they left it that way i don't know to to preserve the i don't know maybe it was like they didn't want to show her in that way it doesn't matter because even when the way he kills uh barry is very like you see him going down and you see from here up on barry that he's being stabbed but that's it you see some blood kind of kind of a letdown but i mean yeah we've already kind of talked about the whole movie in a sense you know uh you know there's gonna be a big culmination. ray is is sketchy but he's innocent and it all comes to a head when um he's trying to save julie get on my boat and we'll you know we'll call the cops or we'll go to to safety and she's like no i suspect you and all the while this whole fisherman town not one goddamn fisherman is on that dock except ray and ben willis right that's his name ben ben david ben willis (laughs) um david egan ben willis yes and that's it and and julie so it all comes to a head where he gets her on the boat and he takes off with her and he's like yeah you you should have known if somebody's dead you better check on them i'm like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> you, you need to have a better motive but whatever
0: yeah it was we got no more slicker like the slicker's gone the iconic the possibility of an iconic slasher is gone everything's off it's just now like a fisherman in like a hat and denim you know what i mean like hey we've worn that before uh <clears throat> um but I do appreciate
1: then... yeah I do appreciate that there is a chase inside on the boat and ray is apparently aquaman and is just being like he, he you think he's done he gets kicked off this side <laughs> you think he's done he gets kicked off this side and he just finds a way to to latch onto this boat but I do love the tour of that boat cuz like I've always been impressed with fishing boats and how like they have all these compartments and one compartment is full of ice I love yeah. that shit
0: Yeah um uh, interesting fact about that that wasn't actual ice because they couldn't film it and have uh right you know, i right. love Hewitt having a, but but that was another like 80s thing is like you find you start finding the bodies you know what i mean and they're in the ice of the boat it was cool to see like i actually really appreciated it because of the theme of the movie is like yeah there should be a finish on a fishing boat you know what i mean like You see him kind of take the rope off. You see Ben take the rope off, and now we're out to sea. It kind of reminded me of the end of Cape Fear. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, let's finish the shit on the boat. You're right though about the Aquaman thing. Like it's hilarious. <laughs> Ray just keeps finding a way to get on this damn boat and keeps finding a way off the boat too. So <laughs> yeah, because, because look,
1: Ray is seeing a moment. He's like, "Holy shit, I can salvage the thing I thought I lost all long ago—my relationship with Julie—if I end up being the thing that or or savior. If I help, if I help her, right? And all's well that ends in a hand decapitation. I'll just say, um, you know, there's the. What are we seeing? Show it to us, Lance. What are we seeing? All all movie. It's, I have this, and I'm going to use this, and look at this, and I have it in my hand. It's the hook. It's the hook. It's the hook. And then, hey, why don't we just, like, keep that image, but not attached to a hand? So, at one point, they... Um, hook the fisherman up to a rope you know he's the victim of his own demise or whatever the hell he's his own gadgets get the best of him so you know he's the best fisherman because that's what we know him as but no he gets his hand cut off by getting attached to a rope it takes him all the way up to the top of the mast cuts his hand off the hook stays in the net but my favorite part lance i swear to god i'm like that looks so much fun (laughs) When he gets flung, he gets flung <laughs> off the boat into the water. I'm like, that looks like a fun ride.
0: <laughs> I, it's even the yell that he he kind of does when he goes like, <laughs> I was like oh, he's having he's, a blast yeah. actually jumping off the ship with no it's hand. It's like,
1: I would, you would never hear anything. I mean, you kind of hear Freddie scream a little bit when he's kind of get into business, but I'm just like, this guy's screaming. Like he, it's over. Like he, like you got him. And I'm like, Oh, that's kind of nice. But uh, yeah. yeah, they, they, uh, cut his hand off and he falls into the water so it's like uh if he can survive
0: a, a car wreck he's definitely not dead yeah but i i was like cool this is the origin story to the hook that's what made me kind of think like hey urban legends is actually the the sequel to this movie but now he he would need a hook you know what i mean and like the sheriffs come like hey is there any reason that uh this guy would want to kill you <laughs> and i love the the look that ray and julie give each other i'm no no we don't we don't know why he would want to kill us no no absolutely not. uh no and we're gonna go ahead
1: and just go with our original post high school plans and we're just gonna go ahead and have a good time with the rest of our lives cut to julie's what, back it, in college uh, but yeah so it's about it's the next semester at least right so maybe yeah. the fall and she's talking to ray like i always that 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 Danny at that age always dreamed that Jennifer Love Hewitt would talk to me on the phone so
0: yeah she's uh, talking about
1: she's talking about letting him ravage her and shit i'm just like oh mm, yeah
0: but whatever. but you see the difference now like okay we've cleared our we didn't kill anybody actually we got rid of this guy that's killing or trying to kill us now she's like completely happy big old smiling jennifer it's a beautiful ending um she's stoked she's obviously with ray she's going to get <laughs> ravaged by ray ray's talking dirty to her i love it love it love it and then we get one more scare and a nod that the fisherman is still around and the perfectly written mirror i still thank you, know Lance. thank you yes danny so uh, again steam room i guess i'm guessing this might have been where the nude scene would have been um, but uh yeah jennifer love hewitt uh julie is in a towel she's just gotten off the phone with ray the shower that she's getting into has steamed up the entire crazy looking bathroom. If there's a bathroom like that or a shower like that in a college, like I want to go to that college. Um, Yeah. I'll say it's yeah. yeah. Uh, again, remind me of the eighties. It was very like colorful, lots of tile. Like it just reminds me of something from the eighties. Uh, but then, okay. So steam room, we go in, we see the shower door. I still know, Fisherman busts out of the window Go cut to credits And that is I, I know, know I know
1: What you did last summer And I still know Lance and I'll always know uh, And those are actually were the next two movies <laughs> I still know and I'll always know Oh god we're, I'm not talking about I'll always know I, I, I refuse Have
0: you seen it? Uh, nope I saw the oh, trailer yeah. and I'm like I don't want to it looked like a TV uh, movie to me, but and I know was it wasn't direct too, but uh, yeah. But there is, so like Danny said, we will uh, talk about I Still Know What You Did Last Summer and the sequel to this one, because obviously we made a buttload of money. So, gotta make a sequel. Slashers are in, horror films are in. And, um, uh, that's an interesting one <laughs> yeah um
1: my, my my final takeaways from this movie is uh ray is lost the whole time he 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 never understands what's going on what you found max is dead and at one point right Philip, he's like cut the crap Ray." and i wanted to say it too i'm like dude cut the crap because i'm i'm yeah. you're,
0: you're, you're gonna you're gonna kill me <laughs> um there, yeah there's a weird plot part hole to ray as well by the way uh the whole Billy blue thing. The fact that he went and saw Missy probably like that's kind of left on the table here. Let me explain. And then Bill Ben knocks him out. So I, we never got around to that. So
1: he, he does at the end sort of when they're hugging, he's like, yeah, the guilt was eating me too much. And I just, I had to go see her, but but
0: she said that they were sweet on each other that's where i want to know what the fuck was ray doing over there anyway hey hey hey. Uh, hey. maybe maybe ray was
1: like hey look it ain't jennifer love hewitt but it's missy who can who, who can apparently taxidermy the shit out of some animals let's just put it that way
0: she had a whole smokehouse missy's is, meat sure <laughs> missy's meat i like it yeah she's surviving out there uh my final takeaway um i really liked this movie as a kid i like it a little less now i appreciate it for what it did for me it's of our era you know danny you're kind of talking about this pre-show which was like what is our what is slash paradise and we are born of the horathon so this was our era this was new to us Mm -hmm. um, i have appreciation for it and you know i'll have a place for it always but
1: we're definitely born place. of, uh, yeah, definitely born of this era. Definitely, definitely, ki- uh, children of the video store, and um, this definitely uh, was in theaters when we were, uh, you know, old enough to to watch them. If if our parents would have taken us, but um, was definitely on horror movie shelves and the box art, very, uh, very iconic, um, but yeah. still of the times. All the stars on the poster and mm-hmm. there's the box art sorry to do that to you lance but um uh, i'm sure you yeah. would have done it anyway <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks asshole <laughs> <laughs> no but uh yeah i i love that idea it's like yeah these movies came out and they did all this stuff but like you knew you were always going to be able to catch them on vhs in the video mm-hmm. store and i still remember seeing it you know and um it was blue and it looked and it looked great um because jennifer love you was on there so what so what
0: (laughs) 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 all right danny uh how many hooks fish hooks do you give i know you did last summer
1: uh i'm going to go ahead and give uh i know what you did last summer a solid two hooks nice
0: um great uh nostalgia will kill me on this but i'm going to give it a three and it's based on nostalgia. I probably normally would go to two, but little Lance would be pissed at me. So three, it is three hooks, two hooks for, I know what you did last summer. Uh, Join us next time for, I still know what you did last summer. That's Danny. I'm Lance reminding you to lock your doors, bolt your windows.
1: And what are you waiting for? Huh? What?
0: Ah, (laughs) You're right? You all right? You Are you okay? You gotta wear it knee pads, hurt. man. You need hockey pads. Hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Join us next time in our Slashers Paradise.
1: I can wipe that my shit don't smell. grin off your face.
0: Hey. Did you see anything you like? Thanks for watching Slash Paradise tonight. Please hit the like and subscribe button and turn on all of your notifications so you know the next time we post a video or go live. And if you'd like an audio-only version
1: of the show, search for us on wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. We're on all the platforms. We just ask that you leave a rate and review of five stars. And if you don't know what to write in the review section, put a recommendation of a horror movie you would love for Lance and I to talk about.
0: Yes, and if you'd like to get the full experience of Slashers Paradise, including videos and audio all together, go to deadcandy.com. That's D-E-D-C-A-N-D-Y, or go to youtube.com slash deadcandy. Here's to you guys. This
1: is Slashers Paradise!
0: Sorry, I had to work that in. And I'm going to drink on that. Blended Canadian. (sighs)